What's up? What's good? Welcome to Clarence Sports Talk of the Jones Fantasy Sports, episode eight. Okay, today's Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I appreciate your support. Fantasy football, week seven. It's a wrap. All right, we're on the week eight starting tomorrow. And, um, you know, give you a recap or should I say victory recap? Yes, I won again this week. Well, this past week I played uh, Dan. Uh, Dan been in the league for since we started, I believe. I think since 2017, 2016. He was in the league for a long time. Uh, he's a Super Bowl champion. I think he won it in 2017. So uh, it was a great matchup to go against someone that's, you know, got that veteran experience in the league. Uh, form, you know, well, not former because, you know, once you're a champion, you're a champion. So, you know, it was nice going up against, uh, you know, Super Bowl champion in the CFFL. And uh, like I said, this was one-sided. Not to sound cocky, uh, but this was a very uh, one-sided matchup. I won easily, uh, no sweat, no nerves, 197 to 101. You know what I'm saying? I did pretty good. Um, I scored the most points in the league last week. So I'm currently uh, number one as far as the most valuable team in the league uh, for week seven. You can be able to see that on cjsportsmedia.com slash CFFL. Okay, but uh, like I say, nothing, um, you know, too, not to worry about, you know, and, and I love those victories, you know, uh, right after Sunday, I knew I won it. Like I said, I got 197 points, the most points in week seven. Okay, so I was feeling, um, you know, pretty good. And my top performers, uh, you know, this past week was, you know, Patrick Holmes with 51 points, uh, Travis Kelsey with what, 29 points? Uh, Alvin Kamara, he had, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Patrick McHolmes had 51 points. He got me 51 points. Alvin Kamara got me 29 points. Travis Kelsey got me 39 points. And the Seahawks defense got me 26 points. So those are my top performers that uh, really boost my chances of, um, you know, winning week seven. So very proud. You know, and the results, I'm number one in the league now, okay? Not just in my division, but I'm number one in my league. So Manny lost last week, I believe. So right now, he's at number four in the league. I'm number one. So (laughs) I've been finally (laughs) – I just can't keep (laughs) – I've been finally waiting for this, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. I've been finally waiting for this. Manny, I'm not making fun of you. Okay, I'm just excited. I'm so happy to get that number one spot because I've been climbing the charts for ah three, four weeks, waiting and hoping to get that spot. And, you know, man, he just kept winning. I'm like, I'm going to be number two for the rest of the season. So he lost. And um, I believe he lost. I can't, you know, I can't check the records now because I'm on air. But I believe Manny lost last week because um, if he would have won, he would have still been number one in the league. So that's how I got the feeling that he lost. But. Like I said, I'm sitting at number one, not only in my division, but in the league. It feels pretty good, okay? But I've been here before, so I'm not going to get too excited. I've been here before, and come playoff time come, I don't make the Super Bowl. So that's why I'm just, I'm happy, but I'm like trying to stay focused, um, trying to keep my game, you know, it's week-to-week mindset, not all that other stuff, okay? But I'm excited, very excited. 
okay, to be number one and to be able to look back and say, man, you know what? I had a good week. I had a good week. Um, not only did I have a good week, I'm having a good season, okay? But like I said, you never want to get too caught up in that emotions of thinking that you're going to make this, you know, playoffs and, and, and you know, winning the playoffs and make, make the Super Bowl. You, you never want to get yourself that high because if you do, you can get uh, very disappointed. You can get very disappointed easily. So we know how fantasy football week is. If you never played, you don't know anything about it. I'm telling you about it now. It's a week-to-week type thing. You could be winning last week, week before, and in the next two weeks, you can be looking terrible. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, don't get too caught up in that Super Bowl and fantasy football playoffs too early because especially when we're only in, what, week eight of the season, what, week seven, week eight of the regular season. So don't get uh, too excited. Like I said, it's a long season, but I must admit, ladies and gentlemen, it's it's a damn good feeling to be sitting number one in your division and in the league, okay? But um, look, you ever well, experienced this or maybe you got a, you know, owning your league that they just – you ask yourself, you're like, damn, how did they do that? How did they do it? How did they did it? You know what I'm saying? Like, just, they winning, but you're like, how? Okay, and let me be more you know, pacific here with this. I got an owner in my knee. You know, I, I got an owner in my league, okay? Brother from another mother. My brother from another mother, Rail. All right. Um, Rail done this now for three, you know, this is the third time he's done this. You're probably like, what it is, what it is, what it is. Got you. I got you. Rail won last week, week seven, 128 to 81. Right now, you're probably like, okay, he won. But it's how he won. It's how he won, okay? Rail won with starting only seven players. Versus John, nine players. He went up against John this past week. John had nine players. My league only carries nine starting slots week to week. Rail ended up starting only seven. Why? Because remember I told you a couple podcasts back? I can't remember what episode it was. I think it was like episode three, I want to say. But Rail is a big Cowboy fan. And he has a lot of Cowboy uh, players on his team. He got a Cowboys defense. And he didn't... Um, he didn't replace CeeDee Lamb in the Dallas Cowboys defense this past week. He replaced it, Dak Prescott. And he didn't do this on purpose because I sent out memos to my league all the time. I check everybody's roster before kickoff just to make sure everybody got starting players in their roster, you know, slots, and not nobody starting nobody on a bye or whatever like that injured. So when I noticed that first, it was like maybe 20 minutes, 15 minutes before kickoff, that I noticed Rail had Dak Prescott starting, C.D. Lamb starting, and the Dallas Cowboys defense starting. Like I said, this past week, they've been on a bye. For some strange reason, he, he removed Dak Prescott, put him on the bench, and he picked up Gardner Minshew and started Gardner Minshew. But C.D. Lamb and the Dallas Cowboys defense was never removed. 
And I don't know because he just didn't have enough time. He couldn't figure out the waiver wire. Or maybe it was too late to add players. I don't know. And like I said, I, I'm always on onus for that. I do not lock that in my league. I try to help people out. And, you know, and I get it. You know, we have a busy lives. And sometimes it's hard for us to pay attention to our rosters. But, you know, I told him about it. He said, thank you. You know, he made a change, but he didn't make the changes that I need him to make for the full changes, which means take out Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, and the Cowboys defense. So when kickoff started, you know, you can't change your roster. You know, I'm like, oh, man, uh, he's going to lose. You know, I, I try to help him out. And keep in mind, I know he'd done this before, you know, in the past two seasons, you know, season seven and season six. He's done this where he had two or three players on a bye and still won. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, he's uh, he, he going to lose this one here. And he won. And he didn't won barely. He won big, 128 to 81. It's not like it's one, it was 128 to 125 or 128 to 127. You know, he won this big with starting two, two, two players on a bye, the Dallas Cowboys defense and C.D. Lamb. So he beat John. John had his total nine starters in. Okay, because our league, my league has one quarterback, two running backs, uh, two receivers, one tight end, one defense, and one kicker. Yeah, one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, uh, one tight end. No, no, I messed up. Hold on, hold on. It's one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, one flex spot, one defense, and one kicker. So John had all his slots full with players and defense. Rail had seven spots full. He had all nine full, but only seven was actually playing because the Cowboys defense were on a bye and CeeDee Lamb was on a bye. So I'm like, how did he do this? You know? So I had to make the moment about him today, give him a shout out like, man, it's not good to do that, but damn, you winning by doing that. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, he's not doing this every week. It only happens, like I say, once a season twice a season, but every time it happens, he wins his matchup, <laughs> you know, he wins his matchup, and I'm like, how do he do this, you know, and it's crazy, so it makes me ask myself, and I want you to think about this as well, you know, how many starting slots do we really need to win a fantasy football game week to week? Like I said, my league carry nine slots. I'm not sure how many, you know, how much slots your league carries. It could be 10. It could be 12. It could be less than 12, less than 10. It could be less than nine. I don't know. But I know most leagues that I've, you know, been a part of or, you know, talked to several owners about, most owners running at least nine slots, if not more. So my question is to you, you know, and it's something to think about. Like, you don't need to rush on it. Just think about it. Highlight me on social media. You figure it out. But how many starters do we really need in that slot as far as the starter column? Do we need literally nine starters to win a fantasy football game? Because like I say, Rail done this for the third time now. You know, he, he's winning matchups. I mean, is it a luck thing? Could be. But it also made me just want to go above and be like, do we really need nine starters to win a football matchup, a fantasy football matchup? 
you know, can seven players take me to a victory over my opponent's nine players? I think it's somewhat possible, but it's not nothing I would probably rely on week to week. And like I said, Rail not doing this week to week. You know, he's a busy man. You know, just, you know, life, you know, life happens, work, you know, all that stuff. You know, we get caught up, you know, and we, you know, forget to check our roster sometime or forget who's on a buy. And it happens to me. It happened to you. It, it happened to everybody that plays fantasy football. You've you've forgotten to do something on your lineup at least once. But it just makes me want, like I said, go, want to go above and be like, do we really truly need nine starters? Could three players out of our seven or three players out of our nine starters literally help us get to a victory? It's possible. You know, because I go back and look at my top performance of week seven. Like I told you, Patrick McHolmes had 51 points. Um, Alvin Kamara got me 29. Travis Kelsey got me 39. And Seattle defense got me 26 points. I got them off the waiver wire because the Jets were on a bye last week. But that's four players. And they outscored Dan's nine players. So, you know, then I'm looking at Rail's situation going up against John last week. John had all his nine starters in. Rail only had seven that was actually playing and still won. So it's safe to say maybe we shouldn't overthink our lineups because even though our job, our focus is to put nine starters in those nine slots or how many starters you got in your league for slots, we shouldn't too much focus on every single slot because literally three players can help us win for that week or for four players. You know, I think if we focus on too much on the nine or 10 slots and we got to make sure every slot is perfect because that's how I've been doing it. Don't get me wrong. I've been doing it that way for years, you know, and I find out it hasn't always got me the results I wanted. So I think moving forward, you know, get ready for week eight tomorrow. We should really think about when we set our lineups, do we really want to put a lot of consistently thinking, overthinking, stressing, trying to figure it out? On all nine slots, or do we just go with the, hey, you know, the top three, four best players on our roster, make sure we got them plug in, and then the rest of the roster, you just plug in somebody. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to not start your players on the bench or, you know, if somebody's on a bye, keep them in the game, you know, keep them in your stuff. No, if somebody's on a bye, remove them. What I'm going above and beyond what Rail been doing for the third time now, I'm trying to really figure out. Hey, uh, you know, maybe I already figured it out. It's best that I don't stress or you don't stress or overthink each slot. QB one, running back one, running back two, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, tight end one, flex, defense, kicker. I think every slot is not worth overthinking. I think if you can get at least three or four of your best players in that lineup, and, I mean, you, you know for sure they're going to do their thing. I think the rest of the slots should just be, you know, just put them in there and see what they do. Because it's looking like that's the way to go. <laughs> you know, and like I said, I'm just taking this from what Rail is doing. Like I said, he's actually starting players on a bye. You know, like I said, he's not doing it every week. But this past week, he started players on a bye and won big. Like I said, 128 to 81. So my message to you is this here. Like I said, when you set your lineups tonight or tomorrow before Thursday Night Football, or even Saturday night, maybe you should really think, hey, you know what? 
I don't need to overstress this. Let me put my best four or five players in out of the nine starters, out of the ten, and just let it go. Let it flow. I think you got a better chance of relaxing mentally and feeling like, you know what, I got a great chance to win. But I think a lot of times we've done this over the years. If I mean, especially if you know you've been playing fantasy football for several years like me. We've done this because we so focus on the, our opponents. That's what I do. I, I look and see who I'm playing, and I look and see who they got at each slot, and I'm trying to make sure I got a better player than their better player, whether that's quarterback to quarterback, running back to running back, uh, re- receiver to receiver. And I think it's okay to do that maybe around playoff time. But when you're in the regular season, it's week eight, you know, it's early. It's best to only focus on your roster and make sure you got your three to four to five best players in. Don't try to be perfect at all nine slots. You're going to overthink. You're going to stress. You're going to be worried. You're going to be making mistakes. You're going to mess around and put somebody on the bench that should have been starting because we're overthinking it. So what Rail have done for the third time now has really opened up my eyes and opened up my brain. Like, you know what? Hey, when I set my lineup, I'm going to have to do a little bit different now. And like I said, I'm six and one. I think Rail is like two and I think Rail is two and five. As far as you know, this season so far. But like I said, he's done this over the years. Season six, he's done this. Season, uh, season seven, he's done this. We're in season eight now. He's he he done it this past week. So he's proven that you can win by starting players on a bye. But like I said, keep in mind. <laughs> Rel is not doing this on purpose. So don't listen to this episode and be like, oh man, Rel, you know, he's 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 uh tanking. No, he just like I said, he he gets busy and he forgets to set his lineup sometimes. Like I said, he only do this like once, twice a season. It's not like it's every single, you know, what I mean, week, you know. So, but he's shown me that maybe it's best that I don't overthink all these slots. I shouldn't be too much focused on my opponent's nine starters. Let me focus on my nine starters and maybe put in my five best players and fill in the four for the rest. You know, I think you got a nine ton of 10. Like you can sleep better at night on Saturday nights, heading into Sunday for kickoff. Um, throughout the week, you're not worried about overstretching because like I said, you only need literally probably four to five best players in those nine uh, slots. Like I said, some lead carry more, some carry less, but for the most part, I want to say, I think everybody carry at least eight to nine starters, if not more. But like I said, I could be wrong. There could be some leagues out there that only carry three, five, six. I don't know. Like I said, I've been carrying nine for a good while. And I think last year we had 10. Yeah, because I had a two-quarterback league last year. But I was like, nah, I didn't like that. So we went back to the nine. But that is something to think about. When you set your lineups, ask yourself, you know, do I really need to make sure I'm putting my best players in all nine slots? Because everybody's not going to be best in each position. It's going to be some tier twos, some tier threes, and somebody that's coming off an injury or somebody that's just, you know, replacing that wide receiver one. So you can't be perfect by putting in all your best players as your starters for all nine starters or 10 starters. You're going to have to take a hit eventually in some column, whether that's defense, uh, kicking, uh, wide receiver two, running back one, quarterback. I mean, something, you got to take a hit in something because of, injuries because of bye weeks and you know replacements or somebody got suspended so that's something to really think about monitor your lineup a little bit different take take my advice think about what i'm telling you about rail like i said this has worked for him for three times now he done it one like i said once in season six 
Uh, once in season seven, he done it this past week. Like I said, he's not doing it on purpose. It's just like, it's something to think about. Like, damn, if Rell winning by starting by weak players and he's winning easy, not barely, but he's winning, maybe this can open up my eyes to say, hey, Clarence, don't overthink this. All you need is your best four or five players. You can be all right. So what I've done, I took what Rell did and kind of make it a bigger picture like, okay, I'm six and one. You know, Rell is two and five, but he won last week. And he's confident. You know, it's not like he didn't thought he would. I mean, Rell still thought he would have won. I'm pretty sure he still thought he would have won, even though he put, you know, in Gardner Minshew for Dak Prescott, but he forgot to put in um, C.D. Lamb replacement or the Cowboys replacement. I'm pretty sure he was still confident he can win the game. But seeing this results, is just like, I really got to rethink how I'm putting my starters in. Like I said, I had a habit. I still have a habit of just trying to put in the nine best starters. And it's eating me up, ladies and gentlemen. I can't think. I can't focus. I'm thinking I'm making a mistake. I'm checking my fantasy roster, you know, every single hour on game days. I'm like, I'm going to try this method coming into week eight. Instead of trying to put the nine best players in, focus on who my best players are and go from there. Like I said, my top performer this past week was Mahomes with 51 points, Alvin Kamara with 29, Travis Kelsey with 39, Seattle defense with 26. If it wasn't for those four top performers, I wouldn't have won this week. I didn't need all nine, you know, before, well, you know I ain't going to say I didn't need them because every point counts in fantasy football. But you get what I'm saying. If those top four performers don't perform well, it doesn't matter what the other five done because I would have still lost. But with the four that I just named done great, I won easily. So it all goes back to say we really shouldn't be relying on to have a perfect lineup. All nine starters got to be perfect. All we need is four or five or six players and, and, you know, and just see what happens. Think about that. Try that. Let me know how it go for you. All right. Uh, Thursday night football tonight. I'm sorry, tomorrow. Uh, Bucks and Bills. Okay, we got Baker Mayfield against, um, you know, Josh Allen. And, you know, that should be a good game. You know, I'm ready to see. I'm really ready to see how the Bills are going to bounce back after that shocking loss to uh, New England this past uh, week. That was crazy. I didn't see that coming at all. But holler at me on social media if you need any uh, suggestions on who to start and who to bench. Uh, social media, X, uh, formerly known as Twitter. You can follow me on X at underscore Clarence Jones. Instagram, underscore Clarence Jones. Facebook, Clarence Jones. Follow my Fantasy Football League uh, group page, Clarence Fantasy Sports League on Facebook. Follow the league also on cjsportsmedia.com slash cffl. Uh, fantasy basketball information is coming this Friday, so be on the lookout on my social medias if you big into fantasy football, fantasy football as well as fantasy basketball, because I know you love fantasy football. But if you're big on it with fantasy basketball, you're excited about it, you're playing it, I got some news coming for you that's going to – because I also got a league. We on season eight. We all, our league started last night. Uh, I'm going to be sharing some fantasy basketball information for the CFBA, cjsportsmedia.com slash CFBA. Be on the lookout uh, this Friday here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, you know downloading. I appreciate your support. And uh, take this advice well. Like I said, but don't try to – 
do exactly what Rail did. Okay, like I said, this was an accident. You know, these are accidents. These are forgetting moments. Don't don't start these players on these bye weeks. Okay, don't do that. You're not guaranteed to win. You're gonna be looking back at me like, yo, Clarence, man, you gave me the wrong. No, don't do that. Do not start players on bye weeks. If it's a bye, get them on the bench. Okay. God bless. Peace. Be safe.